This podcast is brought to you by The Hitched Wine Club. Reconnect with your spouse every month with two or four bottles delivered right to your home or business starting at just $29.95 per month. For the launch month of July 2012, you get 50% off your first shipment, dropping the entry price to just $14.85. Plus, you're automatically entered to win our Napa giveaway, which includes lodging and wine tasting in the Napa area from several wineries. So make an investment in your relationship. Click the Wine Club link on the Hitched homepage to learn more. Cheers. You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well, it's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm joined once again with the fabulous fan favorite uh, etiquette expert, Diane Gotsman. Hi, Diane. Hi, Steve. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, I love having you on. The listeners love having you on. Um, So if you guys are tuning in for the first time, I know we're bringing on new listeners uh, every episode here. Uh, Diane is a nationally recognized etiquette expert, is the owner of the Protocol Protocol School of Texas, a company specializing in etiquette training. Um, And I will give her contact information at the end. Uh, But before we do that... um, I know you guys are probably tired of hearing about it, but I'm going to do it one more time here. Uh, We got a wine club launching. Um, It's launching July 1st. Sign up. There's uh, 50% off your first shipment. Um, We are giving away uh, some lodging up in Napa so you and your spouse could um, not only sip some really fantastic wine, at a crazy ridiculous price uh but you could also be doing that in napa um so check it out it's on our homepage. there's a wine of the uh wine club link on the uh, top navigation there uh check it out we think it's going to be a great way for you and your spouse to uh reconnect slow down and enjoy your company together and you know have fun like that's what marriage is supposed to be it's supposed to be fun and uh, if you and your spouse drink wine, um, check it out. Um, and, I, and I will be 100% honest here. My wife actually doesn't drink wine. Um, so I drink the wine and then I get her cheese. So uh, you can still enjoy your time together. You just got to work at the, the, the way that it works for you guys. So anyways, uh, that's my pitch. Um, this week, uh, it's, it's driving season. And if you didn't know, uh, gas companies... Um, like to jack prices on the fuel cost in the summertime. So uh, this really upsets people every single summer, and um, it shouldn't be that surprising. So we are going to talk a little gas pump etiquette here today, Diane. Uh, And everything that we're talking about, Steve, has our our pet peeves that we have gotten from our our listeners, our viewers. So I think this is a great time to to start the conversation rolling. Yeah. And, and the first one that we have is don't leave your engine running. That just said, and, and that is just, you know, I know when our listeners hear these things, they're going to say, well, this is common sense. And yes, some of these are common sense, but we oftentimes need a reminder. 
You know, there are signs posted everywhere telling you to turn off your engine. Yeah. But people still do it. They've got because they think they need to leave their air conditioner on, you know, for the person inside. In the meantime, the car is running, they're filling their pump. Exhaust yeah. fumes going all over the place. <laughs> and uh, he, he, it's funny too because you mentioned how people are just like, oh, this stuff is common sense. And and it and you're right, it is common sense. And it's funny how common sense works because people think it's only common sense when it's something they abide by. Uh, but if it's something yeah. that they think doesn't apply to them, we're like, well, that doesn't apply to me. Like I can, you know, my car's not going to ignite a fire at the gas pump. Uh, until it right. does, or I don't. Right. I don't need to wear that seatbelt. That's just whatever. And other people would be like, "Well, that's common sense. Like you know that you should be wearing a seatbelt." So, um, you know, if if some of these sound ridiculous, uh, some of them, some of them, uh, people still don't. We follow. see it every day. <clears throat> we you know that people don't do these things. Not. Exactly. That's right. You know, like roll down the windows for your passengers. Yes. Yes, that is common sense. But, you know, you hop out of the car, you you take your keys, let's say. Now you've got the, you've got the dog in the car, you've got a passenger in the car. They can't roll their window down. Now, I know that you they might say, well, okay, you know, then they're smelling fumes. But it's better to have some air on the outside than to start getting heated in the inside because you know how quickly inside of the car gets hot. And sometimes we just leave our, our pet in the car for just a moment. And, of course, we never are going to leave our children in the car unattended. But even to hop out to get gas for a moment with the windows up, it's it's hot. Especially, yeah, as I was going to say, especially in the summertime when you have to turn the ignition off and the air conditioner does stop. Um, and, you know, if you have a car that's, you know, newer than, let's say, 30 years old or something, uh, you turn the car off, those windows stay up because they're all electric. So um, That's right. Those windows will not go down. And, and you've got the... And, I, I was just going to say, in, in, uh, in, you're in Texas. I'm in, I'm in California. In California, and I don't know how the gas pumps are there in Texas, but in California they passed a law a couple years ago um, where all the gas stations had to install these um, fume uh, reducers on their gas pumps. So we... Like you can go to pretty much any gas station now, and unless somebody spilled some gas, you really don't smell anything. Like the fumes and everything right. else has disappeared. So, that's... you haven't been with me at the gas pump. <laughs> <laughs> I am known for spilling gas on my shoe. You try to squeeze every <laughs> ounce into it, <laughs> into the tank. And that's one of those bullets that we're going to talk about today. Don't squeeze every little. You know, after it clicks off, it. Don't try and get the last remains out. You know, I tend to keep squeezing as I'm taking it out of that, you know, the the nozzle out of the car. Yeah. So, you know, unintentionally. So you need to really be focused on what you're doing. Because that, it, number one, it's not good for your shoe. It's not good for your clothes. And it's not good for the side of your car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, then this next one I, I find a little interesting. You say don't talk on your cell phone while filling your tank. Why is that? Well, you're distracted, number one. There are signs all over that say, please turn your cell phone off. Now, I have to tell you, it says because of, or at least the pumps I'm reading, it says because of static. I'm not quite sure what that means, but it scares me enough that I'm not <laughs> going to do it for multiple reasons. But I don't want to start on fire or get shocked. I'm, I'm really not, you know, I'm not the, even though we've talked two different times about gas, so I don't, you know, I'm not the, the gas aficionado, <laughs> but just 
get off your phone by the with your cell phone. Well, you know, get off your cell phone when you're pumping gas in your car. It just again, be focused. Stay focused. You need to get in and out because there are people waiting, you know, behind you. And if they see you chatting it up on on your cell phone in the car or outside of the car, they're going to get impatient and it's unsafe. Yeah, okay. And uh, the next one is move your car if necessary. And we know how those lines can back up in the summertime. And we know this. We know that we we don't want to leave our car unattended while we go in and buy gas and I mean, buy a gum and get milk and then we meet somebody in there that we haven't seen for a long time. Now that's common sense, but we, we tend to think, okay, I'm just going to run in real quick while I go get, get a pack of gum. And uh, in the meantime, there's a line back up. So, you know, just take your car after you've paid, you know, we, we can pay its pump with our, with our credit card. Now you start your car, move over out of the way and let let the next person in yeah and which brings me to the <laughs> go ahead uh-huh. well i was gonna say which brings me to the next next bullet you know if there's a if there's a car parked in front of you getting gas if there's a car behind you getting gas and there's a pump in the center but how hard are you going to have to work to get your oversized car into that tiny little space you know trying to parallel park and perhaps goodness forbid, hitting somebody's car or another person. So if there's a center slot open and you can't just scoot in very comfortably, it's probably best just to hold off, just to wait. So good drivers with smaller vehicles who are used to, say like in a big city where parallel parking is just a requirement um, and and you're really good at it and you can just whoop swoop in, um, those people get a pass, right? So I'm the queen of parallel parking. I'm okay. just saying, okay? I can scoot in and out in two seconds flat. It's my it's my greatest skill. <laughs> so if I'm in my car, which is smaller, I can just zip right in there. If yeah. I'm in my husband's car, which is a Suburban, yeah, not so much. You okay. know, if the other cars in front and behind are also big cars, and I wouldn't try it. And I say this from experience because I'm, you know, the passenger and I won't mention, you know, but it's my <laughs> husband, yes, <laughs> to do it. And I'm hiding my hiding in shame. It just doesn't work, you know, yeah. unless there's a lot yeah. of space. So there's all those if factors. Sure. Just use your best judgment. So, yeah. Use your common sense, right? <laughs> it's common sense. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, the other thing about this um, when we're talking lines and, and parking and everything is if if you have a row of, say, like two or three pumps and they're all open, don't stop at the first one. Drive all the way to the end so that people can easily slide in right behind you. And I've, I can't tell you how many Drive. times I've seen people where the whole row of pumps is open and they stop at the very first one, which means you got to drive around and then maybe hit the reverse and all the other stuff that goes exactly. along with it. Exactly. Exactly. So you drive all the way through. And when you drive all the way through, make sure that your fuel tank is facing the pump. Yes. You know, how many times do you see people drive up, they're on the wrong side, and they take that that whole nozzle and hose and yank it, pull it way across to try and, yeah. you know, make it to the little hole in the side of the car. So. You know, know what side your gas tank is on. And mm-hmm. it always amazes me, even myself. I I know where my gas tank is, and sometimes I'll think, oh, I'm in the wrong side. So, you know, rather than trying to inconvenience everybody else around you while they're waiting to watch you pull that hose, just, yeah. just move your car. 
And it's funny uh, when you when you switch cars a lot too. Uh, you talk about you and your husband have diff- those different cars, and w- sometimes you're you're like, I can't remember if it's on the passenger side or the driver side. So you got to take a peek out the window, and yeah, that happens. I do it all the time. All the time. It happens. I, I forget. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, the next one is, and we kind of touched on this a little bit, but, uh, stay at the pump while you're fueling up. So don't go in and get those snacks. Yeah. Just, you know, just move your car. If you're going to, if you're going to go in, move your car off to the side. And even if you see people that, you know, at the pump, talk away from the gas tank, you know, move away, get out of line. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, the other one, and this one, um, I know I experience this, I would say, a good 30 to 40% of the time that I go to uh, the gas pump, uh, people leaving their stereo on, and not just leaving it on, but really loud so that they can hear it as they walk to get the convenience store. Yeah. I don't understand. It makes it, now, of course, that might data, Steve, but you know, the, the windows are shaking and, and there is, you just think to yourself, I have a, I have a teenage son that's going to drive next year and I, I always ask him, now, how, how can they even hear in there? What, what is happening in there? And he <laughs> rolls his eyes at me and, you know, I warn him, it better not be him, but it better not be him. And, you know, <laughs> there's so many distractions. <laughs> See, just, you know, hopefully it's not us. Hopefully we're not doing it, but you know, that's, very distracting to have that window quaking, you know, yeah. quaking face on. Well, I will, okay. And then, you know, I, I was just going to say, I will, um, I'm not immune to cranking up the stereo. Um, I don't have a window rattling system. Um, but the, the one thing that I was going to point out is when I'm, when I'm stopped, um, and it's going to, inconvenience other people that's when i will turn it down not that i always leave my my radio cranked up but i'm very much like your husband where i listen to a lot of um talk radio and news and podcasts and things when i drive um but if if i if i feel like it's gonna if i'm gonna have this captive audience like at a gas station or at a light um i don't want to have it cranked up so they don't have any choice but to listen to what i'm listening to and do you ever wonder, I wonder myself, you know, because I like my music and I do listen to it loud. I don't think my windows shake, but, you know, I could be wrong. But I do wonder <laughs> when I get to a stoplight or a gas station, is it is it that loud? It, can other people hear my music? So I do lower it just in case. Yeah. Maybe that's an experiment we should do. I've never really, I've, I'm gonna, that's going to be my experiment when okay. I get off this podcast. <laughs> And then, and then you know, keep keep those tires rolling because when you you know when you get into the car, we tend to still pick up our phone to see if anybody has called or or reapply lipstick or check where our next appointment is appointment is going to be. It's not just buying packs of gum and you know talking to our friends. We we get in and then it takes us forever to put our seatbelt on and then get situated and, you know, make sure we have both shoes on, whatever it is, you know, yeah. so, so just be, you know, move gingerly, get in your car and, and move again yeah. <laughs> so the next person can get in safely. <laughs> it's funny. I have, I have, I totally know what you're talking about because I've, I've pulled up to the gas pump in the past and I see people adjusting their mirror and they're, they're dressing themselves in the car 
And I'm thinking like, well, how did you get here? Didn't you adjust your mirrors? And I'm sure they were probably doing makeup or something and they needed to readjust them or whatnot. But it's like, yeah, there's, there's particularly when there's people backed up behind you um, and, and with like summer travel traffic, uh, you don't want to yeah. just hang out there and occupy the lane. So that is a great one to add. We just in. have to be aware of our <clears throat> surroundings because I know at the gas pump, I will be behind someone who is cleaning out their car, uh, shaking out their their mat, doing all of the stuff that's fine to do. But again, everybody is waiting. They need to move along. I think the theme here is keep it going. Now I I have a go. I have one little caveat question for you, which is what about um, like cleaning your windows? If if your pump, uh, if your tank fills up before you're done cleaning your windows, do do you get a reprieve well, to finish those windows? Yes, you're not going to protocol hell if you're cleaning okay. your windows because <laughs> you can't take that little squeegee with you. Yeah, so okay. of course you know it's it's uh, you're not on a. No one's monitoring you except the person <laughs> behind you. But, yes, you know, your gas fills up and you're still cleaning your windows, certainly. If you need to check your oil, certainly. But if you're putting on your makeup or, you know, reapplying sunblock for that left arm that's exposed at the window. I mean, I just saw that the other day. This person was putting on sunblock on their neck and their face and their arm. And I thought, really? So, again, move it along as quickly yeah. as possible. Um, and so with that, I think we can all um, rest a little bit easier when we go to the gas station and fill up. I mean, until you see the price of it, but um, at least this way you'll be courteous to your other fellow drivers. Um, and that is going to do it for us this week. So thank you so much, Diane. It's my pleasure, Steve. Uh, before we go, I want to remind everybody, uh, you are listening to Diane Gotsman, a nationally recognized etiquette expert. Is uh, Diane is the owner of the Protocol School of Texas, a company specializing in etiquette training for corporations, universities, and individuals. You can get more information at Diane's website, diannegotsman.com. You can find Diane on Facebook. You can follow her on Twitter at Diane Gotsman. Uh, I am on Twitter at Hitch Media. Uh, we are on Facebook as well. Uh, facebook.com slash hitched and of course all this information all the past podcasts um, all of Diane's contact information is available on hitchedmag.com um, and I, I don't know how you listen to this podcast uh, but if you do um, listen to it on say iTunes or if you listen to it uh, uh, from our website which you can do that as well um, I recommend Stitcher Radio it's a, it's, a, it's an app for your phone and it's available on all smartphone devices Android, iPhone um, Windows phones um, and what it does is you subscribe to your favorite podcasts, such as Hitched, uh, and it will automatically download the episodes when they're available. You don't have to sync it up with your computer. Um, you don't have to do anything. It'll just uh, alert you when there's a new podcast available, and boom, you're off and running. So uh, check it out. It's the easiest way, I think, to listen to this podcast. Um, and the last time I checked... Uh, the, the Stitcher radio uh, company, they're select partners, so it's like really good um, podcasts. Uh, they decided they were going to put out top 100 lists. And within the family, parenting, and kids category, which we get lumped into that, 
uh, because there is no marriage or relationship category. Anyways, uh, we were ranked 35 out of the top 100 right behind Sesame Street. So uh, go to Stitcher, subscribe. Let's let's pass those puppets, you know? Let's. I think we can do this. Um, and when you sign up, uh, go to stitcher.com slash hitched. Uh, use promo code hitched. Um, that'll let them know that uh, we sent you. And it's a free app. It's a free download. Um, so check it out. And uh, lastly, if you haven't checked it out, check out our wine club. Um, it's uh, about to launch. And it's awesome and delicious. And you can save up to 70% on some really amazing wines you can't find in the store. So check that out as well. Okay, those are all my pitches this week. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Diane. I look forward to doing this again very soon. Same here. And uh, that's going to do it. So take care, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian, I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.